This is a recording of A Long and Winding Road by Alan Wyatt, published in Interpreter, a journal of Latter-day Saint faith and scholarship, read by Alan Wyatt. A Long and Winding Road by Alan Wyatt Abstract Publishing an article in Interpreter, a journal of Latter-day Saint faith and scholarship, involves a process of which many people are not aware. I'm sure it is obvious to all that articles don't just spring from the mind of an author and onto the printed page. In this essay, I draw back the curtain just a bit to give readers a glimpse and, hopefully, an understanding of the process. Over a decade ago, in August 2012, I was at the annual fair conference. As has been normal at every such conference except one, Dan Peterson was the concluding speaker. As he finished his remarks, he announced the launch of the Interpreter Journal. It was on Tuesday, July 31, 2012, that the journal's first article was published. The second article was published ten days later, on Friday, August 10th. Almost four years later, in April 2016, I joined the Interpreter Foundation and took over the reins of the journal. This is a position I have handled for over the past seven years. There have been almost 600 weeks since the first article was published in Interpreter, and we haven't missed a single one of those weeks. This record can be viewed, by some, as a matter of pride. I don't view it as pride so much, but as a matter of consistency and dependability. Over the past 11 years, our readership has come to expect at least one article every Friday, and we do our best to deliver on that expectation. This article, the one that you are reading right now, is the 747th article published in Interpreter. Last week's article was the final one for Volume 59 of Interpreter, and this article will appear as the introduction of that volume. In recognition of completing 59 volumes and such a prodigious number of articles, I thought it profitable and, perhaps, interesting to share a few more statistics and pull back the curtain just a bit to give an idea of what it takes to bring an article to publication. A few statistics. The aggregate page count of our 59 volumes exceeds 18,800, with articles from 212 primary authors and several dozen secondary co-authors that are not included in that count. Most authors have written only a single article, that's 127 authors, but some have written many more. Dan Peterson is the most credited author with 60 articles. This makes sense since he has written the introduction essays for most of our 59 volumes. A close second is Matt Bowen with 59 articles, followed by Jeff Lindsay with 24, and Brant Gardner with 24. That leaves 580 articles published by the remaining 208 primary authors. Based on the best information available, our three most popular articles, the top three if you will, are the following. Christopher J. Blythe, Vaughn J. Featherstone's Atlanta Temple Letter from Volume 37 in 2020. Terrell L. Givens' Letter to a Doubter from Volume 4 in 2013, and Roger Nicholson, The Spectacles, The Stone, The Hat, and the Book, a 21st Century Believer's View of the Book of Mormon Translation, from Volume 5 in 2013. 
It is understandable to me that out of the top three articles, two are from a decade ago, in 2013, as that aging has provided more time for them to be read, reread, and disseminated. In other words, they have aged well. Somewhat more surprising is the top article by Christopher Blythe that appeared relatively recently in 2020. And I could note that the top article has, as of this writing, almost 15% more views than the second place article. You may have noticed another thing that should be evident in this top three list. The full name of Interpreter has changed over the years. When we first published, the full name was Interpreter, a Journal of Mormon Scripture. That name held us in good stead for our first 29 volumes. Beginning with volume 30 in late 2018, our current name was introduced, Interpreter, a Journal of Latter-day Saint Faith and Scholarship. The Detailed Path to Publication If I had to break down Interpreter's articles into three very simple editorial categories, I would do so as regular articles, book reviews, and holiday essays. None of our articles, regardless of category, are commissioned in the traditional sense. By that, I mean we don't find and assign authors to write on any particular topic, nor do we provide authorial stipends for having written an article. The procedure for publication differs slightly based on which of these categories we are talking about. First, on the Fridays before both Easter and Christmas, we publish what I call a holiday essay. These are generally personal essays about the significance that the invited author places on the holiday. Some are very short and others are longer. Some are quite personal and others are more academic. I find all of them to be a delight, as do other readers of Interpreter. Book reviews are a mixed collection. We may invite someone to review a book if we feel that the book at point would be of interest to our readership and that the individual we invite has expertise that would tend toward a good review. Many book reviews, however, are from individuals who have simply read a book and, for one reason or another, have written a review of that book. Regular articles are the bulk of what we publish. In the simple categorization scheme I outlined earlier, these are articles that are neither book reviews nor holiday essays. They are, quote, everything else, unquote. Very, very few regular articles that end up in an interpreter have their genesis in suggestions made by us. The vast majority are articles conceived, researched, and written by scholars simply because they are intrigued by a particular area of study. When someone writes a book review or a regular article, they submit it to us using a page on our website. The page provides quite a bit of guidance on how to prepare an article, and it provides more information on our article publication process than I go into in this essay. I point out the page because it will always have the most up-to-date information on our procedures. Once an article is submitted, it is handled in one of three ways, depending on its category, as described earlier. If it is a holiday essay, it comes directly to me. If it is a book review, it is sent to our book review committee for initial reading. If it is a regular article, it may be read by myself, but more than likely it will be read by either Jeff Lindsay, my co-editor, or Godfrey Ellis, our associate editor. We make the first determination as to whether a submission is appropriate for interpreter or not.
If we determine that it is, then we start the article through the peer review and development process. In the case of a book review, the book review committee determines whether the review should be published, and if the review is of significant length, it may also be peer-reviewed. Peer review is an interesting process. Some critics of Interpreter, and there have been more than few, the majority of whom are a subset of the larger set composed of critics of Dan Peterson, the Church, or apologetic efforts in support of the Church, have asserted without evidence that peer review is not done at Interpreter. Some have grudgingly conceded that peer review may be done, but it is done by an incestuous group that also publishes in Interpreter. In this assessment, Interpreter is essentially a vanity press where authors and reviewers scratch each other's backs and periodically switch places, all to meaninglessly assert that peer review occurs. This is not true, however. Peer review is an arduous, double-blind process that can take months. The general process is practiced at Interpreter can be found in deeper detail on a page at the website. Over the time I have been associated with Interpreter, there have been over 134 individuals who have completed peer reviews for us. Some of those, 87 or 65% of the reviews, have written at least one article for us. Of the 134 peer reviewers, 124, or 92.5%, have graduate degrees, including PhD, EDD, MD, JD, and MAs. The preponderance of reviewers, 82 or 61 percent, have earned a PhD. Reviewers have earned their degrees from a wide variety of schools such as BYU, UCLA, Harvard, Yale, Purdue, and the University of Chicago. In total, peer reviewers' degrees represent a total of 65 universities. We have utilized peer reviewers from a wide variety of disciplines including, but not limited to, historians, psychologists, chemists, lawyers, engineers, religion professors, marketing professors, mathematicians, linguists, archaeologists, and Near Eastern Studies scholars. I have also read complaints from some critics that Interpreter doesn't really do peer review because we don't utilize reviewers who aren't members of the church. This has always struck me as rather a specious argument. First, we have used some non-member reviewers, but admittedly, not very many. Second, there are a vanishingly small number of people who would have the qualifications to, say, review a paper on linguistic analysis of the Book of Mormon and not be a church member. Why? Because most linguists, who are not members, would never have any knowledge of or expertise in the linguistic patterns in the Book of Mormon. It is the same for virtually any other field of study relative to topics that are the focus of articles we publish. Third, we don't check the religious credentials or orthodoxy of any of our reviewers. If I were to be a managing editor of a publication related to Model T automobiles, it would not make sense to preclude anyone who had owned, driven, or worked on a Model T from reviewing articles for that publication. Those intimately familiar with Model T cars are those most likely to render a productive review of such articles. Similarly, those intimately familiar with the Church, its doctrines, its history, and academic research related to such areas are the ones most likely, it seems to me, to provide valuable feedback on scholarly articles in those niches of interest to interpreter readers.
I find it interesting that numerous authors have commented that the review process at Interpreter is more rigorous than any such process they experienced when publishing in other academic venues. Some authors have found it so arduous that they have withdrawn their papers. Fortunately, these instances are few and very far between. In general, only about 46% of the regular articles submitted to an interpreter make it through initial evaluation and the peer review process. Those papers that make it through the peer review and development process, however, end up as much stronger papers than when initially submitted. It is at this point that the article is formally accepted and is placed into our production process. Here is where I often first read the paper making sure that the development notes generated during peer review are resolved. I also ensure that the paper is formatted correctly in Microsoft Word, which makes the rest of the production process smoother. I then arrange for the paper's sources to be checked. When a paper is accepted for publication, authors are required to provide PDF or photographic copies of all sources they cite within the paper. These sources, along with the paper, are assigned to one of three source checkers. These individuals check each source to make sure that quotes are correctly and appropriately cited. Quotes and scriptures are checked to make sure they are being represented accurately by the author. The source checkers consult any online resources necessary and often make visits to physical library collections to ensure accuracy. In addition, any citations are formatted to meet guidelines found in the Chicago Manual of Style. Once source checking is completed, I review the paper again to make sure the source checker didn't miss anything. If the source checker discovered issues that need to be addressed, I also take care of working with the author to get them resolved. Next, the paper is sent off for copy editing. This is capably managed by Tanya Spockman, who utilizes copy editors who have significant experience with editing manuscripts. Editing is done according to a detailed house style guide that is based upon the Chicago Manual of Style, the Church's Style Guide, and the SBL's Handbook of Style. When copy editing is complete, I review the paper once again to make sure there are no remaining issues that need to be addressed. I then send the paper to our typesetter and, after typesetting, review it a fourth time. Finally, I send it to the author and to either Jeff Lindsay or Godfrey Ellis, whichever one worked with the author during peer review and development, to review and make sure that nothing was inadvertently lost or confused in the production process. This is usually the first time any of these individuals have seen the paper since the end of the peer review process. It is not unusual at this point for there to be an iterative process of review and refinement by the author. When the paper is pronounced as finished by the author, it is still possible that very minor changes may be made as we create the audio and HTML versions of the paper. Finally, I arrange with Kyler Rasmussen to do the blog post that accompanies the publication of recent regular articles. Summary. As you can tell, the process of publishing a paper in Interpreter can be an arduous and detailed one, a long and winding road. Are the papers that we produce letter-perfect? No, not always. It is very possible for us or for readers to discover errors even after publication, despite our best efforts. We do whatever we can, however, to ensure that the papers are in the very best condition possible. There is one other important thing to mention. 
Almost everyone involved with the evaluation, development, production, and publication of a paper and interpreter is a volunteer. They give of their time freely because they believe in the restoration and they believe in the succinct statement of our mission, supporting the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints through scholarship. We all have talents, and we believe that they can be serviceably used in support of this mission and the Church. Personally, I am daily thankful for the efforts of such volunteers. I see the fruits of their labors intimately. I am especially thankful for Jeff Lindsay, Godfrey Ellis, the peer reviewers, Tanya Spockman, the source checkers, Kyler Rasmussen, and the dozens of people I work with to bring an article to publication. Very few people ever see the efforts of these individuals, but I see them, and I know that the Lord sees them. It is these people, and so many more, that make the Interpreter Foundation possible. Alan Wyatt has been working in the computer and publishing industries for over three decades. He has written more than 60 books explaining many facets of working with computers, as well as numerous magazine articles. He has been publishing free weekly newsletters about Microsoft Word, Excel, and Windows since 1997. Alan has also helped educate thousands of individuals through seminars, lectures, and online video courses. He has served as Vice President of FAIR, founding president of the Morgood Foundation, and is currently a vice president of the Interpreter Foundation. He has written articles for the Farms Review, Interpreter, a journal of Latter-day Saint Faith and Scholarship, in various online venues, including Meridian Magazine. In the church, he has served in many ward, stake, region, and area callings. He lives in southwest Wyoming with his wife and takes great joy in his three children and nine grandchildren. This has been a recording of A Long and Winding Road by Alan Wyatt, published in Interpreter, a journal of Latter-day Saint Faith and Scholarship, Volume 59, 2023, read by Alan Wyatt. This audio recording is copyrighted under a Creative Commons license and may be freely distributed if it remains unchanged, the journal and its website are credited, and is for non-commercial use. A printed version of this and many other articles can be found at journal.interpreterfoundation.org. More information about the Interpreter Foundation, along with a wide array of additional resources, can be found at interpreterfoundation.org.